0: can you feel it when you're approaching like a reading slump because i'm currently in this phase i can just sense it that a reading slump is coming i am not reading as like fast or should i say in the pace that i usually read and that's like the number one sign once i'm taking time to finish a book there is a problem but that's okay (laughs) that's normal hey besties welcome to a brand new episode of books and bean podcast I am using the and thanks for joining me today if you're new here this is books and Being podcast and I'm using the again the host of this podcast and if you're not new here if you are my regular customer my regular person you're part of the gang already welcome back to a new episode of this podcast a few things to begin with on the 29th of May last month the podcast clocked 2 and I'm just super grateful for you guys I'm grateful for this Space on the internet. I'm grateful for my podcast for you, the listeners. Thanks for all this coming through for me. And yes, it's just so great to see that I've been doing this for two freaking years. Wow, and yes, happy new month, guys. It is June. I'm currently recording this on the 4th of June. I think today is the 4th Friday tgil by the way nothing for me i'm in my father's house but yes happy new month i hope june is beautiful i hope june is filled with so many good things for you and your loved ones yes time to get right into the podcast episode on this episode i'll be talking about all the books i read in may 2022 i'll be reviewing them giving my recommendations the highlights the disappointments and yes i'll just basically be talking about all the books that i read in may and as usual i'll talk about my current reads yes and we just round up the episode so this is basically like a wrap-up episode on the podcast where you can get some new recommendations and you can just hear my thoughts on the books I have read for the month. You can check the show notes for like the full name of the books and their authors if I did not pronounce them well or if you want to be sure. They will be in the show notes so check it out. So when I talk about these books I will basically be talking about their synopsis the book description and my views on them so it's just going to be a mix-up of the official book description by the author and the publisher and my thoughts about these books when i was reading them or how i felt or how i thought the whole book came together so yes let's get right into the 45th episode of books i mean podcast. So the first book I read this month was People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. So I knew that I was going to read a new book, Book Lovers, this month or last month. So I knew I was going to read Book Lovers last month. I was like, okay, so I've read one book by Emily Henry. I've read Beach Read. So I was not like, oh, it's better I just read the second one before I go to the new one. And that's why I picked People We Meet on Vacation. And bloody hell, I love it. So basically, this book is about two best friends, Poppy and Alex. They met in college and have been going on vacation for years. Along the way, something happened and they stopped this tradition. So this affected their friendship. And now they are going to have their first vacation in years. And Poppy is determined to make the best out of their time together. Now, the first meeting of these two very best friends was kind of weird they did not click at first but months later they had to like couple to their hometown and they just got into this comfortable silence and they had this genuine conversation that just made them click and they became best friends from then on i just love that emily henry like went back and forth on giving like a perspective with the use of present and past so we are seeing okay the things that happened in the past and what led to like the conflict between them and where they are currently how they are trying to like get back to their usual friendship and boy the best part of this book is the conversations that they have Poppy and alex the conversations they have just like the main characters and their personal struggles like the conversation felt so realistic so touching so genuine like you could feel everything with them you could feel their joy their angst their conflicting thoughts the love they have for each other and like how dependent they are on each other especially since we are getting like the story from basically Poppy's point of view but my issue with this book was that I just wanted Alex Pov. I love when I'm reading a book, with especially if it has like romantic elements, which is the focus or maybe a friendship or relationship type elements. I just love reading dual perspectives, so I just wanted Alex's point of view, and I'm sad I did not get that. But having Poppy Zone was also great, and the way Alex's character was described just made me interested in him from the get-go i mean he's a guarded guy he's so invested in a certain way of life that he believes in and yes he hates saxophone in songs who does that arrest him alex i'm sorry i like you but you don't like saxophone in songs nah minus (laughs) minus 100 points for you but yes i just love this book and it was just so hyper focused on like the story of both alex and poppy so if you are looking for side stories side characters you might not really get it in this book in all this is a solid book um it's sucker for good conversations in books in movies in dramas in whatever i just like when the conversations are pure and genuine they are so great i could feel it and you are just so envious i wish like i'm in this kind of conversation with somebody and yes i loved it love 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 it let's get right into the second book i read in may that is wicked beauty by katie roberts by the way this book is like the third book in a trilogy, Dark Olympus trilogy by Katie Roberts. And so, this book is like a scorching, hot modern retelling of Helen of Troy, Achilles, and Patroclus that's a sinful it's sweet So, basically, in Olympus, you either have the power to rule or you are ruled. Achilles may have been born with nothing, but as a child, he vowed to like want to get the higher echelon of his society he wants to get to the inner circle of Olympus, and now that rule is opened and he wants to claim it to the help of his friend and partner patrick Cruz, who plan like to just come together to secure a title now both of them did not expect the infamous beauty helen of troy to be part of the prize and when they met complications here and there and things spicy steamy things said happening now Zeus may have decided helen is his to give away but she has her own plans she enters into the competition as a middle finger to the meddling testing rulers effectively vying for a and the marriage unfortunately there yeah, are those who would rather see her dead than leave the city. The only people she can trust are the ones she can't keep her hands off, Achilles and Patroclus. But can she really believe they have her best interest at heart when every stolen kiss is a battlefield? Ah, first things first, thanks to Gali and books Casablanca for the advanced reader's copy. Thank you very much oh my god if you're looking for a spicy steamy read about achilles about patroclus about helen of troy this is like a modern retelling but in a romantic and hot and steamy manner and it did not disappoint like from the description they have said this is a hot modern retelling of helen of troy achilles and patroclus and that is what You'll be getting no disappointment, enough said. <laughs> the third book is by the book by Jasmine Gullory. I think I talked about The Wedding Days by Jasmine Gullory in like a previous bookish episode. That was a romance novel that I actually enjoyed. But this now, <sighs> by the book, is a new release, by the way, and in my opinion, it is bang average. The, there is just it's, it's just so average i'm sorry i'm not sorry at the same time so basically isabel is completely lost when she first began her career in publishing right out of college she did not expect to be 25 living at home still an editorial assistant and the only black employee at a publishing house overworked and underpaid constantly torn between speaking up or stifling herself easy thinks there must be more to the publishing life so, when she overhears her boss complaining about a beastly high profile author who has failed to deliver his longer, said, manuscripts, Isabel sees an opportunity to finally get the promotion she deserves. All she had to do is go to the author's Santa Barbara mansion and give him a quick pep talk or three. How hard could it be? But Izzy quickly finds out she's in over her head. Bow Towers is not some celebrity lightweight writing a tell-all memoir. Is jaded and withdrawn. It turns out just as lost as Easy, but despite his standoffishness, Easy needs Bo to deliver. And with our encouragement, his story begins to spill onto the page. They soon discover they have more in common than either of them expected, and as their deadline nears, Izzy and Bo begins to realize there may be something there that wasn't there before. Now, this is a very interesting and quite long description of the book by the publisher. Sounds sounds great. I read it, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Publishing industry, confused 20-something, grumpy guy that wants to write a tell all memoir and work wahala so i was invested in it but ah god it's so i don't even know where to start from with this book the writing is cringe the romance is cringe i don't know man i just gave this book a three stars you can try it out if you're interested from the book description i just read out because it sounds fun but it wasn't just doing it for me there are just some cringy and watered down aspects the book has potential like there's a lot that the author could have done with this but everything just feels meh and so somehow and that's why i'm not going to be living by this book i'm moving to the next one the fourth book i read in May, together with born by isabel ibanez oh my god i listened to the audiobook of this book and i loved it so much like, I love a good fantasy novel. Like, I'm in my fantasy era. I'm reading so many fantasy books that I'm loving so much, and this did not disappoint. So, let's get right into it. In this book, we meet 18 year old Zarela Zavida, daughter to a popular flamenco dancer and a dragon fighter. Now, she seeks to restore her family's reputation after an unfortunate occurrence. This event threatens her family's 500-year-old dragon-fighting arena, so she has to restore this reputation and keep her legacy. Now, to achieve this, she meets the ever-brooding dragon tamer at Rudy as the monster rat. But yay, it's a fantasy novel, so it's not going to go all smooth and nice. There are secrets, hateful revenge scheme. A captivating world building filled with dragon and magic and it's spicy enemies to lovers trope oh so perfect now one thing I love about this book is like the main characters are so likable Zarela is a determined babe she's fierce and she can dance with dragons stuff of dreams she's fierce and she's just the total package and Turo, who is like the typical hard guy is super talented and is softy for zarella and dragon's ill (laughs) load and is resourceful the supporting characters are also like memorable i just like it when the book is beyond the main characters there are other things that can keep like the reader going and there were a lot of good stories behind the scene and although there were some kind of predictable elements in this book, I felt the tension and I fell in love with the corporation of like medieval Spanish culture. I'm glad I listened to the audiobook that was brilliantly narrated by Anna Osorio and thanks to Libro FM for this. Yes, read this book. Next is Dating Dr. Deal by Nisha Chama. Nisha Sharma. Yes, Nisha Sharma. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, in this book, we meet a love-phobic TV doctor who must convince a love-obsessed own that they are destined together. Now, Karina Mann dreams of having a love story like her parents, but she prefers restoring a classic car to swiping right on dating apps yes girl <laughs> but her father announces that he's selling her mother's home and Karina makes a deal with him he will give her the house if she can get engaged in four freaking months a search for a soulmate becomes impossible when her argument with Dr. Prem Verma host of the Dr. Deal show goes viral now the only man is alive is the one who she doesn't want the doctor premier too, which he doesn't want that one too wants to be with a local community center and he needs to get like donors but their viral video that went out to the world did not convince sponsors and investors so he has to convince them by getting his life together and finding a partner so that they can fund the clinic la Kong, the two of them that did not want to be together they somehow somehow ended up being together well this romance novel is not a bad one but to me it's another like average book and there were several things i like about it i like this southeast asian and indian community thing that worked well, the relationship advice. but there were some anointings, the m- male love interest, the male main character, Dr. Prem, the alleged, the so-called Dr. Deal, was annoying, so super annoying, the sister of Karina annoying, her family members annoying, the only sane person in this book is Karina herself. And sometimes she thought she, she was annoying. And I don't really like annoying cast <laughs> or annoying characters. story in books. And it was good. It has like good elements. Sometimes the romance was okay. Sometimes it was screened. In all, this was like a nice book. But so many unlikable characters and... Now, we can take a break and I will talk about my current reads, yes, before we get back to the 6th and 7th and 8th and 9th and 10th book I read in May. So yeah, I'm on break (laughs) from my May reads and I just want to share my current reads and what i'm currently watching like i do as usual so i'm currently reading two books the first is the Poppy war by rf kwang and shit this book is brilliant how is somebody how how and why is somebody so brilliant resourceful powerful to write this kind of book like this book is a this is stuff of dreams. This is what dreams are made of. Like, if you want to be an author, you just be like, oh, I want to write a powerful book as this. I want to write a solid book. And this. this is like the definition of solid books. If I was a literature student and like I want to write a thesis or something, this book is like one of those books that I would love to like dissect and break down. Basically, The Poppy War by R.F. Kwong it's a fantasy novel that draws its plots and politics from mid-20th century China, where we had, like, the second Sino-Japanese War, the war between China and Japan, and the atmosphere of the Song Dynasty. So, the book is basically inspired by events of the second Sino-Japanese War, and things that happening in, like, song dynasties based on politics like dark freaking politics i'm talking characters that are not morally upright characters that are twisted characters that are intelligent characters that will make you think the writing is brilliant like you could tell that this author puts in a heart a mind a soul a body a research a resource a time a life in this fantasy novel i'm halfway done but i'm loving it so far i'm i think i'm going to review this book separately on this podcast so yes watch out for it the second book i'm reading is real by my goat kennedy ryan r-e-e-l by kennedy ryan if you want black romance with solid themes with great characters, with heart-wrenching stories. Kennedy Ryan should be your go-to author. Nobody does it better. I'm sorry. And I'm glad I picked up real. So it's basically about this romance between a big movie director and this up-and-coming actress that he just stumbled on when she just had to replace the main character for this broadway show and i'm loving it so far as usual kennedy ryan does not disappoint the substance the essence of her characters the way she just touches culture she touches the family and makes up this beautiful romance novel is like stunning please if you are looking for a book like this if you need a new author kennedy ryan please thank you Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. If you're not taking it out of this episode, just know that you have discovered Kennedy Ryan and I have achieved my aim. Yes, so what am I watching? As usual, your girl is watching K dramas and some American shows. All American Homecoming has ended finally, like season one, of course. And yay, my show has been renewed for season two. I'm happy for this cast. I am in love with all american and i'm just glad that all american homecoming which is like a sequel based on the life of simeon i'm just happy that it is going well it is not floppy if you are yet to watch all american go watch it all american is solid black characters great teams as usual and just great things i've been saying a lot of good things about all american on this podcast so go watch it I am also watching some K dramas. I just finished *The Red Sleeve*. <sighs> what, what? What the hell? Why? Like, why am I just watching *The Red Sleeve*? I know sometimes I wait till, like they finish some K dramas before I start, but why am I so late? *The Red Sleeve* is so good, and uh, the main beautiful brilliant just go watch it please it's so good i'm also currently watching bloody heart (sighs) these shows that i am watching they're just making me stress sorry the whole korean drama industry no one nobody nothing is touching like the way they write stories the way they act and this is like bloody heart is a traditional kid drama set in like justin era and there's this revenge mission there's this heart wrenching love story like ah, there are so many elements here that are so good yes I'm also watching shooting stars hmm. it has gotten to the point where shooting stars is now chaotic for me but as usual shooting stars is like a funny Rom-com, based on like the korean industry the lead is a pr in an acting agency and the male lead is a popular actor in korea so yes there are a lot of funny elements but they've gotten to like the climax now where problems are just popping up and i'm just so scared for my babies but yeah go watch it i just have plans to watch new dramas if you have recommendations for me as usual books and being podcast at gmail.com as usual instagram my dm books and beam podcast send me your recommendations let me talk about these books i like watching shows i like watching dramas i like watching so many good scenes on tv yes love island is coming and i'm here for all the drama what else is on TV? Yes, my Percy Jackson stands. My Random Verse sons and daughters. Our cast are ready. They've started shooting, and I'm so happy with the casting. I am just so happy with the casting. I, I cannot wait for this new TV adaptation of Percy Jackson, and I'm so excited. And I'm going to read the books again, of course, before. The series is out and I cannot wait. Yes, I think that is it for this segment. Let's get right into where we came to this podcast episode. Let's continue from the sixth book I read in May. So the next book I read after dating Dr. Dio is Feather by Olivia Wildenstein. So basically with only a month left to end a missing feathers, 20-year-old Leah, according to the author, yes, it is not Leah, it is Leah. L-E-I-G-H embarks on a trip to Paris to meet a newest project, a 25-year-old guy, Gerald Adler, leader of a Parisian mafia, and the worst kind of sinner in the world, a triple. So if Leah can get Jaro to accomplish a single act of kindness, she stands to win hundred feathers, more than enough to complete her wings and ascend to Elysium, the land of angels. What she doesn't count on is Gyro's dark charm costing her feathers. She's dead set on saving him and is dead set on destroying her until he realizes destroying her wings is also destroying her heart. He had longs to hear beats only for him trigger warning by the way so the world building in this fantasy book based on the angelic world is nice i love the whole elysium thing i love the whole um stages and categories and class in the angelic world they have like good Characters and the secondary characters are also great, and the angst and the ending. I think I just stumbled on this book by chance, actually, and it turned out good, though it's ended in a heartbreaking way. So if you like the angelic world or you're interested in great world building in like the angelic world, you need like angst bad boy character, sweet girl character, wonderful secondary character, betrayal, and sad ending. Yes, you're going to get that. Pick up this book. The seventh book I read is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Oh my God, I love this book. I love this book so much. So basically, Nora Steven's life is books, and she's not the type of heroine. Not the plucky one, not the laid-back dream girl, and especially not the sweetheart. In fact, the only people Nora is a heroine for are clients client, for whom she learned enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent and her beloved little sister Libby. Which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls in North Carolina for a month of August, when Libby begs her for a sister's trip away with visions of a small town transformation for Nora who she is convinced needs to become a heroine in her own story but instead of picnics in meadows or running with a handsome country doctor a burgeoning forearm bartender Nora keeps bumping into Charlie lastra oh my god I love Charlie a bookish brooding editor from back in the city it would be a mid-cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it has never been cute. If Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again, what they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they have written about themselves. Thanks again to Libre FM for the audiobook listening copy brilliantly narrated by the OG Julia Whelan. Oh my god, I love book lovers. I I don't know what to say. I'm sure this description would have just interested you or piqued your interest. I mean it said like the literary and publication watch is a literary agent, is an editor There's a sweet sister on the side. There is a family business to save. There is a coming back to the hometown for a new life. There is a taking a break to a small town to get sisterly bonding and love back in check. There are so many great elements about this book. Oh, and I love it so much. Please, please, please read this book if you can. Next is the 8th book, Confessions of an Alleged Good Girl by Julia Goffney. Finally, I get to finish a Julia Goffney book because I didn't finish. Excuse me while I cry because I just thought I was going to be annoyed for the lead character. And I was not just in the mood for a sub story or annoying side characters or this high school bully thing i was doing in the moon i actually like this so in this book uh, monique is the daughter of a preacher and she has like pressure to just be a good daughter live by the rules of her parents because her sister rebelled and has left And now she's the only one, and everyone expects her to wait until marriage to marry and different weird things. So, after two years of trying and feeling with having sex with her then boyfriend, the douchebag broke up with her, and now she wants to win him back. Surprisingly, she just discovered that she had a condition. And she said, like unraveling new things about her. There's a lot of character development in this book. You will meet overbearing parents. You will meet friendships from unexpected places. There's a lot of sisterlyhood and bonding and forgiveness and just growth with this book and i love that there's an awareness for like a health condition many ladies are not aware of and if you're looking for a young adult novel about a girl who's a preacher's daughter you want to read a book that's smashing purity culture that's creating awareness for different conditions as a with character development a healthy and funny and troublesome uh, male of interest this is the book for you I actually enjoyed it and a plus for the virginissimus awareness that's like a major part of this book so the ninth book i read was taking hints Danny brown by talia ebert one of my favorite romance novels ever <laughs> this is the third time that I'm reading this book. And of course, I love it. I will fight anybody that has not read this book or the other books in the Brown Sisters series. So in this book, we meet Danica Brown, a PhD student who also teaches in this school, and Zafir Ansari, a security guard in where Danny works, and is an ex-rugby player. So they somehow summer went viral with a video and he had to start fake dating and from fake dating things started happening and by the way dan is not a fan of love and relationship and all those kind of things and zaf is like the sweetest guy on the planet he loves audio books he reads no man's novel he has like an ngo for boys and their mental health ah loved him so much and daniel of course even if she's not a fan of love and substance and relationships and commitment she's a PhD student doing good in her own phase of life she believes in witchcraft she's sweet in her own right even if she's like the hard girl hard girl she's a sagittarius yes and yes, yeah, she's just brilliant and i love the way these their story just came together i love how they just knew that okay something was going on there and how they discovered it five stars for this book if you want a sweetheart male love interest who loves romance novels listen to audiobooks join me as a passionate zaf ansari stan read this book <laughs> The tenth and the last is Memphis by Tara M. Stringfellow. This is like your typical multi generational story, and it's like a debut. That's, a, that's an interesting debut actually because the book was well written, the storytelling, everything came together. It traces like three generations of a southern black family and one daughter's discovery that she has the power to change her family's legacy so basically in the summer of 1995 10 year old joanne her mother and her three younger sisters flee her father's violence seeking refuge at her mother's ancestral home in Memphis. half a century ago Joan's grandfather built this majestic house in the historic black neighborhood of Douglas, only to be lynched days after becoming the first black detective in Memphis. This wasn't the first time violence altered the course of Joanne's family's trajectory and she knows it won't be the last. Longing to become an artist, Joanne pours her rage and grief into sketching portraits of women of North Memphis, including their enigmatic neighbor, Ms. Dawn, who seems to know something about causes. Unfolding over 70 years through a chorus of voices, Memphis weaves back and forth in time to show how the past and future are forever intertwined. Inspired by the author's own family history, Memphis, the black fairy tale she always wanted to read, explores the complexity of what we passed down, not only in our families but in our country police brutality and justice powerlessness and freedom faith and forgiveness doubt and faith sacrifice and love from this book description of synopsis i know you get that there's a lot going on in this book and that's my only problem the book just tries to cover a lot but yes it's like a great book a great debut novel well written and i think i'm going to check out like uh up and coming releases in the future but yes it's a great if you're a fan of multi-generational stories well told and the whole unfolding of a family history you should definitely check this out and yes 10 books in may we are done we've come to the end of this episode of books and mean podcast yay i've been postponing this but yes after a month almost a month we are back with a new episode thanks for always sticking around make sure to share subscribe whatever you can do (laughs) do thanks a lot for joining me do not forget to send your questions for access in the and podcast at gmail.com or just send a DM on the Instagram which is Books and Podcast. simple and short thanks a lot for the love until you hear from me next time be good and enjoy bye